And we're back for the best episode yet. You know why it was the best episode, Scott? Why is that? No more Victoria. (sighs) And ABC, if you're listening, we don't want her back. Not for Winter Games, not for Summer Games, not for Bachelor in Paradise. Certainly not as the Bachelorette. I would like to never see this woman on my screen ever again. You've given her too much space. You put her on Good Morning America and you're not letting anybody else defend themselves. No more, Victoria. The end. For sure. Amen. We are here for good people and bad TV. Not bad people and bad TV. With no redeeming qualities. I can't handle that. That's too much bad in my life. Not enough good. For sure. Yes. So yes. But I'm getting ahead of myself. This is week five of The Bachelor, episode five. I can't believe it. Not sure if it's actually week five. I don't know how time works on this show. We started with rose ceremony four, so I was correct. Victoria did not make it past the fourth rose ceremony. Nailed it. Look at you. And, but it truly, I can't believe it's only been five episodes. Does this not feel like we're like eight weeks in at this point? It definitely does. I mean, part of that is like it's the same setting every episode. So it's it doesn't really feel like it's progressing the way it normally feels like it. Yeah. Because um, there's like, okay, we're traveling to Ireland. We're going to Thailand. And yeah. you get like the girls on the balcony shouting where, whatever location they're in. Always. And then <laughs> saying, what a great place to fall in love literally everywhere they go. Yes. Yeah, so and then there's always the weird date of the, like the, we're going to take in the culture date. Where and they, then they like, walk around town, run into an old couple who's been married for 37 <laughs> years. And they're like, what's the secret to love? Pretty and much. And then someone has to translate it for them. And we haven't found the old Nemecolon couple yet. We did mm-hmm. find Farmer Ty this episode. Yeah, this farmer who said, when he was like, there's a lot of crap that comes along with love. And we were like, oh, Ty, just, did you just go through a breakup recently? Just a fountain of wisdom. Just what a guy. What are the what chances we get Ty on Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> it was Ty, right? I feel like I'm, I think you're I'm pretty right, sure yeah. that was it. I'm pretty sure. We, To be fair, y'all, we did not take great notes this week. But we... I don't know, and I can't forget Anna or Victoria... Or any their of their, exits. their ridiculousness. Yeah, so let's get right into it. So we start the episode with Matt coming in. Well, of course, they do a little flash forward to Victoria's meltdown. But Matt comes in and basically says, there's a culture of bullying here. I was informed last night. And I want to get to the bottom of that because it's unacceptable. And Matt kind of sounds like a, like he sounds like a high school football coach. And like one of the players came and to him and was like, coach, the guys are like really being mean to me. And he was like, I'll handle it. And then like, that was like all I could think of. Yeah. So you say that. And I think of like high school coaches who would be like, yeah, sure. I'll take care of that. And don't actually do anything. Yeah. Well, they're not also on television with mild accountability. That's true. Yes. Or I could just imagine coach Taylor. I'm sure he would handle it appropriately. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I thought I said before this episode, I think a lot of people have had a really hard time with the behavior of the women this season. I think even in a different way than we did on Peter's season, I think like we didn't have a ton of depth to the women on Peter's season. And I don't think anybody was truly involved or invested in whether Peter found love or not. 
Mm-hmm. And while I don't know if I necessarily think Matt James is ready for marriage, I do think like Peter was never able to ask questions that like got anybody anywhere. You know, like he never had, like he never asked for more information. I feel like Matt does a really good job of kind of interviewing the women and getting more information about them. And obviously, as we've said before on former episodes, like we need to learn a lot about Matt too. So I think like we're more invested in Matt's love story than we were Peter's. And there's not as many like silly, goofy moments with these ladies that we've seen so far. It's all been very unkind. And I think that's because our villain doesn't have a sense of humor, nor does she have any sense of self-awareness. And so it's like caused it to be, I think, really irritating for people. So I kind of said on my Instagram page beforehand that I really felt like how viewers feel about this season moving forward is really going to hinge on how Matt responded tonight. And I thought he did a really, really great job. Um, the way he facilitated the conversations. And I think he executed them perfectly with each woman. What do you think? Yeah, I think he did well. Um, and like, I don't think he's particularly a confrontational person. Mm-mm. Um, and it, it's, it was something I noticed cause I related to it when he's like having a more confrontational discussion like as he's making his point he like looks away as Mm -hmm. he's like collecting his thoughts even like as he's talking he doesn't look directly in their eyes uh, which I definitely do that too like as I'm because I'm processing as I'm talking Mm -hmm. and he's trying to like figure out exactly like the perfect words to say uh, which was pretty relatable for me Um, but I don't think like I get that we got the Matt James comes in as the hero kind of uh, trajectory on this episode. Like he comes in, he addresses the problem. He gets rid of Anna and Victoria and probably MJ eventually. Mm-hmm. And everything is fine now, but we still did get, I don't think that lets the show off the hook. And we complained about it quite a bit last week where they just kind of sat there in silence for a week mm-hmm. and said, and like, we didn't know if the next episode was going to be like, hey, we're going to condemn this or like Matt's not going to figure this out yeah. and it's going to stay really bad. Yeah. And like, so it just kind of lingered for a week. And I know like that gets people talking and they get a lot of traffic and whatever, but it still is really damaging to the people on the show. Yeah. And like, that's a frustrating thing about reality TV in some ways that they can structure the episodes however they want to. Um, but I don't know. It still felt irresponsible to me, even though there's this like happy ending. Yes. Yeah. And I think um, one of the things I noticed at the top of the episode is he and throughout the confrontations he has with the women is he says, like, you know, Katie and I had a conversation, but we didn't see his conversation with Katie. So the episode opens and this is a side tangent, but they showed all the women walking up that front staircase, that one that they covered with the red carpet in their heels and dresses. And I just thought to myself, I would be so pissed if I had to climb, because that's a very long walk. And I'd be like, I'm so, I don't want to do this. I don't want to climb up all these stairs and heels and a dress. So they <laughs> walk in. Do you think in. they reshot it ever? <laughs> like, okay, we got to go back. We're doing it again. <laughs> no, I'd be like, no, not happening. Just pull a Sarah and stay in your room. Yeah, I'd just stay there. Um, 
But then we also like didn't get any context. Like last week ended with Katie being like, there's bullying going on in the house. He references it, but we don't see a conversation with Katie. And I think. Yeah. It's just like a brief interaction between them. Yeah. And so I don't know if like he had her come over to his place or he was like, I don't want this on camera. Or if production was like, we don't need to rehash what was said by through Katie's conversation with Matt, like on camera, let's just get right to like the meat of this situation. Uh, yeah, I think so. Cause I mean, what people want to watch or I guess what ratings would indicate people want to watch yeah. is they want to see Anna meltdown. They want to yeah. see Victoria meltdown, or at least that's what they want to show. And, and so like we spent most of the first half of the episode and by extension, the first half of this season, which has kind of become the pattern for bachelor and bachelorette. Well, like the first half is like rooting out the quote unquote villains. Mm -hmm. And, the, um, and you, then you don't get to see as many of the connections. Like, like I know Matt and Rachel sort of had a connection, but now they're like in love apparently. Yeah. And like that just went from like zero to a hundred. Uh, maybe it didn't, but we just like didn't really see a lot of that. Yeah. And then even Kit like said, she's falling in love with him and we're like, Oh wait, really? What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and I mean, here's the thing is like, we've said it before, the boring people kind of always win and make it to the top. Like yeah. very rarely do you have like the dramatic kind of like, even like the narrator types don't always make it to the top. So they know the back half, of, it's going to be like fully loaded with emotions mm. and like connections and all those things, whatever you want to call them. So they really front load the drama. Um, and there have been a lot of things coming out this week about like how toxic the production can be and how they don't care about me people's mental health, um, which we saw Dylan tweeting about on um saturday i think was it this last saturday or was did we talk about this last it week might have been too? sunday yeah i think it was saturday night and he like left them up but it's like the production doesn't care and i think that's becoming really evident um and now they're trying to like cover their butts with this like psa psa is about mental health and bullying during women tell all but it's like well then maybe like don't always show all the terrible things like yeah because like if you watch that show and or if you watched the last like two or three episodes and you had just gotten cast you'd be like i would like screen time mm -hmm. they're giving screen time to the people who are mean and who are loud who are bullying mm -hmm. um and if that's what you were there for to get screen time which i mean you signed up to be on a TV show, so you clearly want to be on TV, at least in some capacity. Yeah. And you're, which, I mean, I don't judge you for that, but yeah. I don't know. That's, it's clearly that's what's rewarded. And mm -hmm. you can't, your actions and your words need to match, and they currently are not. Yeah. And I think, like, Victoria said that she did not think she was going to be taken the way she has been, and... I'm thinking like she's kind of similar. Like I've compared her to Corinne in the past, but I also think she's kind of like um, Crystal that was married to Goose. Um, except Oof. Crystal had like a sob story to relate to. Like we haven't gotten anything except Victoria being a bully and Victoria being absolutely and utterly 
convinced that she is Matt's soulmate, which makes absolutely no sense at all whatsoever that she would possibly think that. Yeah, I have no idea. Just truly pure delusion. I don't, I don't know anything about her. No. Not a thing. No. Um, and so, like, she doesn't get sympathy. She doesn't get laughs. She, like, I think she's going to have the worst outcome of any villain we've had on the show since Chad. Probably. She kind of reminds like, me of, like, the female Chad. In some ways, yeah. But, like, in the show, like, among the OG women, like, outside of Katie, after, like, the first two episodes, like, no one was really feuding with her. That we uh, saw. And they weren't, like, they were laughing at a lot of her jokes. Like, she didn't seem, like, as ostracized as I would have assumed. And then when Matt says, hey, there's this, I've heard there's a culture of bullying in the house. Almost every single woman was like, what? Uh, which made me think, oh, is everyone here clueless? Or is there just, outside of Katie and the new girls, is there just, like, this... What is it in the psychology of a group like that that um, yeah. that allows for that to happen? Because I like I Anna was like deer in the headlights, but I don't think she thought that was coming. And no. then all of a sudden she knew, and that she well she knew she got caught. Um, yeah, but I don't think she was expecting that at all. She seemed very caught off guard. Some of them were like isolated comments that if you were just there for maybe some of them, you'd be like, this is like petty and stupid. And they're saying this and like, okay, whatever. And awkwardly laughing. I don't think it was like for a lot of the women, I don't think they were present for like consistent things. They were probably all there for little things at a time because you have to remember like, they're at a resort, not in one house together. So a lot of times they're probably like in and out of their rooms or this or that thing. When when you're in the mansion for the first couple weeks, you know, you're eight to a room, all sharing the same kitchen, that kind of thing. And with this and COVID regulations, you're probably a little bit more separate than you normally would be. So we also see a lot of like half-assed apologies at the beginning too, from yes. the women when Matt comes in and says there's been bullying and then he pulls Brittany aside. And then we see Victoria apologize for taking Catalina's crown. She keeps talking about how she's just playful and not mean, never malicious, never malicious. And she says the same thing to Ryan. Cause she's trying to cover herself. She watched Anna go home. So we get a conversation with Anna and Matt after Brittany and Matt talk. Brittany tells Matt what's going on. Anna immediately apologizes. Do you think Anna was genuine or not? Like, if you were Matt, do you would you think she was genuine and would you have sent her home or not? Well, I mean, I would have sent her home a long time ago. I'm just not that mm. interested in Anna. Um, but I no, I think she was upset that she got caught. And then on her face was like, oh, this is how this is going. Mm -hmm. This is going to be on TV. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it was just like, just terror on mm -hmm. her face. And, uh, cause I think she thought she was going to come across as like the kind, genuine the cute one. Midwestern girl. Yeah. Who wants to write Hallmark movies for a living. Right. And Brittany is this like seductress girl and like, she's going to, Brittany's going to get the villain at it. 
yeah. and Anna's going to be kind of like this kind of sweet girl on the side. I think that's the edit she was expecting, mm -hmm. or at least the story she wanted to project. And yeah. then all of a sudden it was like, oh no, that's not what's happening. And then she apologized. So I, I mean, I hope she's, I hope it's a genuine apology. I um, thought it was genuine personally. I thought she like said I, it. And as soon as she said it, I think she realized she made a mistake. And so that's why we saw, like, you know, when you're around somebody and they like, you are the sum of the energies of the people that you're around. It was clear that her and Victoria had a strong relationship and her and Victoria were alone a lot. And when you're with a friend who talks a bunch of crap, you're more likely to talk a bunch of crap. I feel like. Oh, for sure. And so Victoria, I think pulled that out of her and like definitely was not a smart thing to say. I think once she said it, she was like, I shouldn't have said that out loud. Um, like even if she would have said like, I think she's a sugar baby and not like, I think she's an escort. Like, I think that's more mild than escort. And I think like, that's kind of what she was told. And, and, you know, I don't know. Um, but like, even that, like, I think as soon as she said it, she was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And that's why we immediately thereafter, when she talks to Brittany about it, says like, I shouldn't have said it. I was wrong. This is cause she knew it was going to get used. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, I hope her apology was genuine. I think she's apologized cause she got caught. I don't think mm -hmm. she apologized. Because she felt bad. Yeah. Well, because she felt like she wronged Brittany. Yeah. Um, maybe she does now. Um, but I don't think in the moment she did. Yeah. So Matt. I hope so. But I, I, it did, I didn't take it that way. Yeah. Matt decides to send her home and he walks her out, which I think is the right thing to do in the Anna situation. Mm -hmm. Like just gently excuse her. So I will say Anna's behavior, not great. But I did love Anna's outfit. I liked that sparkly dress. I liked this very like mod 60s updo. I thought she did a great job. It looked very good. So Anna's behavior, zero out of 10. Anna's outfit and look of the night, 10 out of 10. I was into it. Were you? Yes. I thought she came off like an Alfred Hitchcock villain. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> you're more well-versed in film than I am. So maybe that's why. And then we get a conversation with Ryan and Matt where Ryan tells Matt, Victoria said, I'm a hoe because I am a dancer for a living. Yeah, but just jokes, you know. Yeah, but only never jokes. maliciously. Uh -huh. Right. It's out of context. And this then, locker room talk. Yeah, Victoria kind of comes up to Ryan, who's talking to Katie, and is like, well, I didn't mean that that way. I was being, and actually, you're the fake one. Because, and it's like, Victoria, how are you always innocent? Like, truly, how are you always innocent? And then when Ryan's trying to explain like, how am I fake? Victoria just walks away without comment, walks away so that we can see yet again, her bra. It's just weird. And like Matt, she's just the worst. And you know, you keep saying like, I feel like the women kind of like her. There's no way the women actually like her and don't tell her she needs to change undergarments. No that's, way. That's fair. No that's a way. Good point. Yeah. It's a good point. Or like, like let I, me help you with your makeup. Yes. Yeah. You, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think I keep looking because I just don't believe someone is this atrocious. 
So yes. like I kept like looking for like ways that like maybe they're just editing it so she looks atrocious. And she's still clearly like not a great person, but I was like, yeah. she can't be this bad. And like I mean they but you can't edit around someone just like walking away from a conversation. No. Like she was like <laughs> She's just the worst. Yeah. I don't even know Truly. what else to do. I mean, they did kind of make it when she's like spiraling out in the parking lot. Like yeah. and they made it seem like the women could hear her from inside, which they couldn't. Well, no, um, Bree says but, I can hear her. Uh, Bree says when they're sitting around, she says, I can hear her. Did you actually see her mouth move when she said that? Oh, I don't remember. I think so. Okay. But we just watched it back. But <laughs> yeah. um, no, I just... You know, I had a friend like this. You met her once. And that's the only reason because I've witnessed a human like this that is this delusional that I believe that it's true. Otherwise, I'd probably feel the same way you do. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't understand how she thinks she's always in the right. That's one thing. But that's like just pure narcissism. Not that I'm a psychologist by any means, but that's what I would imagine. But the whole part about her being like, I am Matt's wife. Like, his relationship with these other women matters not like I am his wife. They're not his wife. And her, her being like, Katie's ugly. Like all these, like she's a loser. Yeah, She's a loser, <laughs> which like, I truly have not called someone a loser in a long time. Since middle school. probably. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like occasionally when my friend was dating someone, I'd be like, he's kind of a loser in my yeah, brain. That's, that's true. But I like, don't say loser that out loud. Like, like it's low key super insulting. Yeah. Like it Loser doesn't it doesn't sound like that bad when you say it, but it's that that stings. It does. Um, but so. they say bef before the meltdown though, like her and Matt actually do have a conversation, and it's <laughs> just pure comedy. It is. Matt and, is furious. Yeah. She comes in. She's like, I just like I appreciate how you're handling the situation. You're just doing a great job. And his response of thank you is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I mean, you can tell he is trying to bottle up this emotion so hard so that he doesn't go off. And he's like, I heard you called Ryan a hoax. She's a dancer. And Victoria's like, well, it was taken out of context. And you loved this part. Uh, he's just like, he says it so slowly and deliberately. And he's just like, uh, okay, so like, what context is it cool to call someone a hoe in? And you can tell she like did, she just assumed he was going to be like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, you were right. It was definitely taken out of context. Like we're good. Yeah. The conversation's over. We're done. Yeah. And she is like so caught off guard. And here's the thing. So walking Anna out was the right thing. Keeping Victoria for the rose ceremony where she had to be in front of the rest of the women, a room full of witnesses mm -hmm. to remove her. Cause if he would have tried to walk her out, it would have been a whole thing. And I know Matt didn't want that. Cause like you said, he's not confrontational. So I think at first I was surprised that he didn't remove her right then and there. But then when I was looking back at it and thinking through it, I was like, oh no, it, that would have been way more confrontational and aggressive than Matt wanted that to be. Oh, interesting. I think he... I, I don't know. Like one, I don't think it was his call. Um, two, I don't know. That makes him look worse to me. Well, like I... That makes him come off a little cowardly. I, well, you know what I think he probably was thinking, and maybe I'm giving him too much credit, is like... She just wants screen time at this point. Mm -hmm. And if I remove 
that portion of walking her out, I'm removing some of her screen time. Oh, it could be. I mean, I he's just going galaxy brain on it. He's just maybe he's really figuring it out. Oh, like he's just like like the meme where you're like calculating all the, the oh, things out and you're like he's putting all these pieces together. I was afraid of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like when you overthink, like outthink yourself. It's also like you're just not going to get anywhere in a conversation with Victoria. No. And she still tries to confront him after he doesn't give her the rose. Mm -hmm. Well, first she like stands behind the other women and then she like kind of pops out at the end and like walks up to him and he like doesn't even say words back to her. He's just like, no. He just like stares. He's like, I'm just not going to do this. He's like, should I engage? Should I not? Nah. Well, and like, you know, when you're so furious, you're like, I wouldn't be able to control myself right now. Like, I think that's where he, like... Oh, see, I, I don't think he's that... Like, I don't think he's furious. I think he's just completely confused. Mm. I think he's, like, more confused. Like, I don't think he knows what is happening. Matt, if you're one of uh-huh. the 30 people that listens to this podcast, <laughs> if you could tell me which emotion... Like, you know how, like, when you send kids to therapy and there's, uh-huh. like, the chart of emotions and it's like, which emotion are you feeling? Matt, if you could just tell us which emotion on the chart... You were feeling that would be helpful. So just let us know. Email us at goodpeoplebadtv (laughs) at gmail.com, which you can just put it in the headline. Hi, this is Matt James. Hi, this is Matt James. Anxious. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we'll do. Um, Okay. So also from the rose ceremony, who else goes home? That's notable. Mari. Mari went home. Which I was shocked by. I like Mari. Mari's yeah. going to clean up in paradise, I think. Yeah. Who do you think she'll pair up with? We got to think about this. Oh, man. Bennett? No. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. We'll have to think about it. We'll get back to you. Yeah. Um, and who else? Did it, I don't remember who else went home. Um, oh, Ka- Lauren think, went home. Lauren. Oh, I was super yeah. bummed about Lauren. I know that one surprised me, but like, we went from like her getting the group date rose to then she's gone and we never saw like an interaction with them. Yeah. Cause of Victoria and Anna. Yeah. And MJ. I haven't forgot about you, MJ. Yeah. And then, um, I think Catalina went home. Correct. Yeah. He only kept Ryan and Michelle. Yeah. From so the who was the other new, new girl? Ones. Uh, she went home the first. No, Tim. did Brittany stay? Oh, yeah, Brittany stayed. You're okay, right. yeah, so just Catalina months. went home. Anyways, I guess if we can't remember, it's not that important. Ladies, mm-hmm. you're all very important to us, but I just forget. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, moving on. All right, so enough about Victoria and Anna. We're finally getting back to The Bachelor. Yeah, so Rachel gets the first date first one-on-one date she does and she gets the pretty woman date mm-hmm. she gets the go try on all the clothes and get a pair of red bottom shoes the designer shall not be named because free publicity and they probably wouldn't pay abc for a spot so abc was like we're not gonna say what they're called we're just gonna say red bottoms fair enough and his favorite dress of hers this is for my bravo watching people this woman named Leanne on the Real Housewives of Dallas made this like convertible dress that was basically like a tube dress in three different colors, black, red, and white. 
and you could like detach the sleeves and put on like a cape thing. And it was like one dress, you can wear it 77 ways. And that's what Rachel's dress reminded me of was Leanne Locken's dress. Um, so for my Bravo people, that one was for you. But mm. he was like, this is my favorite dress. And I was like, that's not my favorite dress on her. Oh, it was mine. Really? Yeah. Why? I As don't your know. wife, I don't know. I don't is know. Is it red? I, no, I just didn't think any of the other ones were like that cool. I don't know. Oh, see, I liked the one she wore to dinner was beautiful. That like blue flute fluted gown, like that was just tight to the body, and then okay. mermaid she didn't at the try bottom. that one on though. Well, yeah. I mean, she must have, but they didn't yeah. show it in the montage we got. Yeah. So um, the stylist, I don't know who that stylist was. No, I felt like I was supposed to know him, and I felt like Matt giving her the shoes was like like a big moment that was supposed to like hit with me or something. I, I don't know. I'm not what into that shoe was. gal. So didn't or I didn't know if that was like a reenacting. Was that part of the movie too? Is that part of Pretty Woman? Does he give her a, like a pair of shoes? I've only seen Pretty Woman like once or twice, so I don't remember. Okay. But no, it's just like the whole shopping experience, and that always has a tendency to go to someone who lasts for a while. Mm. Um, I think because they get to keep all that stuff, and it's like, why give that person a new wardrobe if they can't? I think Hannah Ann got it. Um, maybe last season, last bachelor season, mm. but the date always kind of makes me feel weird. Like if a guy took me shopping, I'd be like, I don't know. As a woman who is not a size zero, two, four, six, sometimes going into dressing rooms is stressful. Oh, sure. And it's yeah. really not something that I would want to do on a date. Now, listen, that is not a problem for Rachel. She's a very petite human mm -hmm. who certainly wears a single numbered size but i would be like stressed i'd be like well this thing zip is it gonna fit over my butt like and that is just not a date that i would want to go on i like to shop by myself generally from the comfort of my own couch <laughs> with a glass of wine i like as great as it would be to receive all of the things i just would not want to be on that date personally like, I always wonder, like, do you think they, I mean, I know they do, like, psych evaluations to, like, go on the show. Um, but, I mean, they'd have to, like, try and figure out, like, which girls would have fun on this date and which ones would be self-conscious on this date. Yeah. I think well, they'd be probably all, like, a little bit self-conscious. That would require um, all of the women to be diverse body types. Uh, I guess that's true. And they don't cast that yet. Not really. So um, yeah, that's is, part of it. Yeah. That's, which we discussed. Uh, another on fair the, point. Yeah. Uh -huh. We discussed that on the wedding dress date. Yes. As well. Um, but yeah. Like I, I don't know. Like it always seems like a, I guess in your head, it's like this movie scene. So you're yes. like, it's, it's going to look cool on TV and it's going to be really romantic. But it like is, in reality, it is kind of a weird date. You're not wrong. And it's weird that they do it every season. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably just, they have a, sponsorship with or a brand deal with a designer that they're yeah featuring. i think last season it was revolve that hannah ann did mm. um her partnership with which has been a staple in the bachelor community um so that made sense but i do think yeah i agree it's just kind of a bizarre date and then we go to she them. does have to like carry all the bags past the other girls and like show ever show them all the stuff and she was wearing the red bottoms in as well and they were like do those have red 
Is that a thing? Is that a thing I should know about? Red yeah. bottom shoes? Yeah, Louboutins are red bottom shoes. Got it. It's kind of their staple. I see. Um, and all the women are like kind of ooing and eyeing over this. Of course, they make her parade past it because we usually don't see the girl like between dates. So that was, but they always show us this one. Mm. And then they go to dinner together and they're like fully decked out to the nines in their black tie attire. She's in this beautiful um, blue dress. They're having conversation, but unlike our conversation that we got to witness with Michelle and Matt last week, I feel like I didn't learn anything about her. Yeah. It it felt much more edited or much more like cut short. Uh, not necessarily like edited manipulatively, but it just felt like we didn't hear much. Um, And in comparison, the two dates, so the two one-on-one dates, Kit's date was only four minutes of screen time. That's wild. And you mentioned there wasn't even, you saw a tweet that there wasn't even a, um, a, what's it called? A commercial break. Commercial break. And the, um, the Rachel date was only eight minutes long. Oh, wow. Well, let's see. Uh, the Rachel, the cocktail party at the beginning was 19 minutes, 20 minutes of the show. Rachel's date, I apologize, was 12 minutes. And for 12 minutes, we got nothing about her. And four minutes with Kit, we got more about Kit than we did with 12 minutes of Rachel. And so I don't know if it was edited out or if like what it was, but then all of a sudden that's why it was so jarring when they said to one another, like, I think I'm falling in love with you because you're like, you guys haven't talked about anything at all. Oh, I have a theory. What's your theory? Um, I think their entire conversation was like, was Jesus focused Mm. because Rachel like cried during his opening prayer and like, Grew up mm. in this like small Bible Belt town in Georgia, mm-hmm. and has talked about like feeling feeling called to be here. And um, I know Matt grew up with that as well. And um, and as a result, like I mean, I grew up in something similar. And mm-hmm. like as a result, you don't date a lot. And and when you f- and so like a lot of your initial date conversations are like. Like, what do you feel called to do in life? What do you feel called to do in life? Mm. And it's kind of like a, is like, is God setting us up together? Like there's mm. that kind of like pressure on dates when you've grown up in, in evangelicalism. And I, it, I assume they have, I don't know exactly what their faith traditions are, but they both, um, Matt had a Christian prayer at the beginning and then Rachel responded really emotionally to that. And I'm assuming that was a lot of their conversation. And I'm guessing. Was it maybe too niche? The language was like a little niche that if you don't belong to. I would assume so. Yeah. I would assume so. Um, But I'm guessing that like. They had some sort of connection faith wise. I'm assuming similar to early conversations with Hannah Brown and Luke P. Um, And like when you have those like first one or two conversations where it seems like there's a religious connection there. 
a lot of times that accelerates really rapidly mm. in that culture. Um, and a lot of times it's not that real or it, it's real, but it's not like enough to like build a good relationship on mm. um, because you're just kind of connecting on one piece of yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, whereas we saw Matt and Michelle connect on so many different levels. Yeah. Like they were talking about uh, like her vision for her life as an educator and how what she's doing and what he's doing with his ABC food tours to like try and help kids bridge the opportunity and achievement gaps um, in inner cities. And it was like this really kind of, I don't know, like powerful connection that was, Mm -hmm. that was from that. And then they also had their like division one athletics they were talking about and Mm -hmm. clearly understood each other's culture uh, from, from that perspective. And it just seemed like, and they both keep talking about how they feel like they've known each other for like a really long time. Yeah. And we're not getting like, we've known each other from Rachel. It's more like, a, no. oh, like we're connected in this way. Yeah. Uh, or we're connected, but we don't see why they're connected. So this is my theory. I have no idea. Um, but I've seen people who I grew up with within Christian communities go from zero to a hundred with someone they didn't have a lot in common with mm. just because they felt like God brought them together, mm. which is, uh, which, very, which is very like, I felt that way at times in my life as well. Yeah. So, um, I understand the pull of that and it's, yeah. um, it, it, it may be very real and they may be together now and be married for 20 years. Love yeah. It. We don't know, but it, but the, it didn't yeah. feel, it, it felt off. Like it didn't feel like we saw that. Um, but that was the only thing that made sense in my head for them going from. Yeah. And I think there was a little backlash from Matt opening with a prayer like this, the community of the bachelor is already pretty Christian and, um, you know, opening with a prayer is kind of like a, and it's not like you can redo that, right? Like from a shooting perspective, um, and probably with all the diversity campaigns that have been going on, which are great and should continue, but I'm sure it would be hard to edit around that prayer. You can't be like, Matt, let's redo your first intro to the women, (laughs) right? Like that would be hard to edit, but that they can edit out. But I just think it kind of did us, the viewer, a disservice, if that is the case, um, mm. that we didn't see any of their conversation no matter what. Yeah, even if was. I'm totally wrong, like I would have liked to have seen something more than what we saw. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't know what their connection is built on. And that's, so I just came up with a theory in my head because like, I got to find something to make this make sense. Yeah, no, that does make mm-hmm. sense. And like to put it in perspective too, so Kit's date was only four minutes of airtime. I'm getting all this from the bachelor data Instagram account. Oh, cool. It's a girl that's been like putting statistics behind everything. The two on one at the end with Jasenia and MJ was also four minutes of airtime. Oh wow. And that felt so short. So to like, and we got more out of kids four minutes than even though kid stuff was like, I was raised in the spotlight and I'm used to, when she said I'm used to gold Bentleys, I was like, Okay. Like you're probably not wrong. You probably live in this like insane 4,000 square foot townhouse in Manhattan. But I read like, she moved to LA. Well, she moved, but she was definitely raised mm-hmm. like gossip girl style. But I don't know. It was just, I think everybody was caught off guard when they were like, I like you a lot. I almost love you. We were all like, what? 
it is happening. Um, and it was early for Matt to be saying that. We usually don't see a lead say that until it's like final six. Oh, with Rachel. Six. Rachel said that to Brian? No, no, no. Sorry. With Rachel and Matt, you're talking about saying, yeah. both saying I love you. Yes. He didn't say that to Kit. No, no, no. Well, Kit she said, said she I'm said, falling for you. Yeah, she did. Which or I'm starting oh, okay. to fall for you. Um, but I'm just talking about like leads in general. They usually reserve that phrase to like the final four, six, and they will say it to the person they like the most or the two people they like the most. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, yeah, it was super early. And yeah, just really jarring. Yeah. Then they have their like carriage ride home and... Uh, I don't know. Like yeah, the, they were like really touchy in the carriage. There was a blanket. I was wondering how frisky it was getting under that blanket. Yeah. Just curious. Who knows? I don't know because they were just like making out. Just going for Dance it. Dance to yourself, kids. Yeah. The carriage ride <laughs> last episode. He was in the back seat of a car that was just parked there in the museum with Michelle yeah, or wherever they which were. which was weird that they made them sit in that car. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about, about it, where is this museum in Nemecolon with just parked cars, like old know. cars? If it's like maybe like the owner's collection that they just like keep on the property, I don't know. Is there a vintage car museum near Nemecolon? I don't know. Nemecolon? <laughs> I um, don't know. But I say all that to say like I kind of like Rachel. She seems kind. And, yeah. Like sweet enough I, mean, I just don't like know a ton about her i, I feel just, like i know more yeah. about brie i know more about abigail i know more about chelsea i know more about lauren and she went home this week yeah than i know about rachel and rachel had 12 minutes of screen time and i still don't know I, yeah i just don't understand um, how that happens and like i want to be invested in all the love stories and because i didn't get anything about her i i'm not yeah um and then we have the group date on the farm yeah, this was not that interesting. No. Overall. And they keep, they're like, well, it just rained. And I'm like, guys, it rains a lot in Pennsylvania. Actually, like, low key. <laughs> so they're like, it just rained. All these ladies are getting muddy on this farm. It's like, you know, that was certainly going to happen. Yeah. And we get this playful moment with MJ where, like, they're with an, they have an egg and then the egg breaks and it's her and Matt fighting. And then Matt runs through this barn and runs into Piper, who's doing an ITM mm -hmm. and then just starts making out with Piper and Michelle's or Michelle MJ is really uncomfortable about it. Michelle does get sad about it. Yes. Um, but that was like kind of weird. And I don't know why I'm like not into Piper. I know you're into Piper, but I don't know. There's just something about her that I don't know. She seems fun to me. I don't. Yeah. I also don't, I don't know a lot about her. I mean, I don't have strong feelings. I just like, like, I'm not like, I hate her. She's the worst. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like not into her. I'm like not invested. Maybe I should that's be. that's fair. I mean, I'm invested in Abigail, but the show doesn't seem to care. Yeah, I'm invested. Like, like Piper feels like someone I, I should be invested in. Uh -huh. And I think that's why I'm having a hard time with why I'm not invested in her. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think all of these like group dates... Like, I have still Abigail in the back of my head all the time. Because mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, now we're getting the Piper moment. We're getting the Michelle moment. MJ's here. And I was like, but, like, these chickens are getting more screen time than Abigail. And I'm yeah. confused. Yeah. And she, because she seems like 
one of the few genuine people. We barely got any Katie this episode. And yeah, it looks like we have Katie coming up in the preview, a confrontation with her and my girl Serena C. But maybe I'm on the wrong side of history with Serena C. Yeah, I'm confused by your Serena C love. It came out of nowhere originally. I just really like those sparkly boots and the blazer dress she wore that did not get enough screen time. Speaking of not enough screen time, <laughs> where were the full body shots of that outfit? Oh, man. Next time. Editors, producers, <laughs> that's the content I want is thigh-high crystal boots. That's what I want. Noted. Matt James. Anything Send else? our recommendations since you're listening. <laughs> yeah, since you're listening, Matt, if you could please take those notes back to production. <laughs> um, any other things of note from this group date? And kind of the seeds planted from... Jasenia being annoyed at MJ, like faking being scared to get attention. And I mean, just like, I mean, it's a group date. Everyone's kind of playing it up to get attention. Who got the group date, Rose? It was Chelsea, right? Was it? No, she got it last week. Didn't, unless she got it again this week. I forget. This is something I should definitely know. Was it Piper? I'm drawing a blank now. It might have been. I don't know. Email us at goodpeoplebackgmail.com. <laughs> you idiots. You and have a podcast and who... you didn't watch the show. <laughs> it's going to be the subject line. But yeah. <laughs> Good people, bad episode. Um, bad <laughs> note-taking skills. Because we're still good people, I hope. I think most of the time. Yeah. Um Okay, so that's that. Then we get Kit's one-on-one date. She talks about her gossip girl life. And then they bake cookies together. So Matt's like, I always like to order dessert first. So we're going to make dessert. And I'm like, well, then did they not feed anybody dinner? Did nobody get dinner? And then no, they just I don't hang think they out. ever get dinner. I think they just hang out. My favorite was like Matt pretending to clean up the place and like pretending that he spent all day cleaning it. I was like, Matt, you didn't clean any of this. No. This is not even where you stay, I don't think. Because no. we've gotten other clips of where you stay, and I don't think this is it. Oh, I thought that was it, but maybe I'm wrong. There's oh, I don't know. And then Kit walks in and is like, hey, I love it. Like Matt was like the interior designer of this place. <laughs> I was like, no. I don't, I don't think any of that happened. I think we just showed up here and we got some cookie dough yeah let's do it did they Uh, i mean i guess they did mix the cookie dough themselves so it wasn't even like break and bake okay yeah that's true um but i don't know yeah all that to say like i actually kind of i enjoyed kit yeah she's great she just is young and um yeah but she seems fun yeah she seems like a good time like even though she's had a privileged life i don't think she's like ignorant no. Do you think Matt knew who she was? No. Okay, because like I didn't. Uh, I don't but even I mean, know I'm if not know who in that mom. world. Yeah, she's not nearly as famous as her mom is. Well, of, of um, course. But I does she design stuff now as well, or does she kind of do something else? She has a podcast with her mom. I don't know if she was a student before this. I'm not really sure, but she's since moved to LA. Okay. Um, and. Yeah, I don't really know a ton about her life. Okay. Yeah, so they don't have, like, a ton of chemistry. But, like, she definitely, like, pulls some playfulness out of Matt. Yeah. Um, which I think he needs. Um, but, yeah, but I don't know if, like, the the real romantic feelings are there. Um, 
I know she's trying to push it hard to say if it's real or if she just wants to be on the show longer. Um, but they didn't like seem like they had a good night. Yeah. Oh, and also Matt had on those awesome pink shoes. Oh, Scott, he's been auctioning. I'm obsessed. They are auctioning them off, I guess, online for pre, charity. You can pre-order them, I think. Oh. They're making a new, they're restocking in April. <laughs> yeah. Well, Have maybe. I checked? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I was searching for it, and then as I was searching for them, Matt tweeted out the link for it. It was like this really cool company in Harlem, I believe. Like the guy who started it was like a designer for Nike for a while. I'm going on a tangent. I went in a deep dive because I love these shoes. That's okay. I'm on Kit's <laughs> website right now and I'm scrolling. She's literally selling $150 sweatshirts that are just like plain sweatshirts with just different graphics on them. That's Do they just have different taglines from the show? Like no. MJ's, I'm here for peace Once, and harmony. <laughs> they're like skulls and Playboy Bunny ears on skulls. And I don't, I don't really know. A rainbow, an equestrian hoodie. They're, I just, I don't know who buys $180, $150 sweatshirts. We are not the demo, apparently. No, we are not the demo. Best of luck kit on yeah. your sweatshirt collection. Yeah, it's probably going to sell better than Victoria's wellness programs. Um, <laughs> I forgot she had a wellness yes, program. I'm going to look it up. It was I just the wait. show was horrendous advertising for that. I'll tell you that much. Um, okay, what? Oh, then we get this two on one at the end. Matt wants to get to the bottom of it. Here's the thing: is this is literally like. The same exact note that Tasha sent Bennett and Noah just like four episodes earlier than it was on that. And we get this argument between the two of them. And I it just was very bizarre. Jasenia broke character and had a Jim Halpert looking directly in the camera moment. She did. I loved it. It was so funny. And clearly, like, MJ's in the wrong here. I don't think she's not in the wrong, I feel like, in the same way Anna and Victoria were. She just said, like, MJ clearly is one of the women with the biggest problem with the new people and has zero intentions of embracing them moving forward. And I think that's the problem is she's really doubled down on this OG varsity squad thing. But she's decided in her in her philosophy of life that she's about peace and harmony. So therefore, any actions that she does are peaceful and harmonious. I just... Regardless of, of if they hurt other people. Yeah. No, thank you. And I just feel like MJ really hasn't given us much period. So I just... I doubt there's a way she comes back. No. Do you think we'll get the same situation that we did with Taisha where he takes... Both of them to a two-on-one, but doesn't she didn't give either of them like a rose? Will Matt keep and then ultimately sent Bennett or Noah home as well? Like, didn't she send both of them home? Yeah, that same rose ceremony. But Noah stayed for the rose ceremony, but Bennett didn't. Yeah. But they both left. Um, well, Bennett came back, but I think this is different because I feel like Tasha like was like semi-invested in both of them. Yeah. Or at least had a had had a few moments with both of them. Yeah, and I don't think Matt 
He had a brief moment with Jasenia in like episode two or mm-hmm. three, but um, but I haven't really seen him with MJ. Well, just very briefly, and they clearly haven't been edited to feel like for like the like they're one of the leaders in the pack here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think they'll probably both go home over the next. I'd be surprised if both of them last more than two more episodes. Yeah. But I think one of them goes home immediately next episode. Probably MJ. But for sure. Could be wrong. For sure. Um, so we'll start again next episode with a rose ceremony. I hate when we get off schedule like this. Yeah, they I keep just, doing this. They've been doing it for a couple of years now. Yeah, but. I understand why they had to kind of last episode into this one. But then it just kind of screws everything up and I'm just like over it. So I would like yeah. everything to get back on schedule, please. Production, since you're listening, <laughs> Matt James, please tell production. And they don't have any traveling to do, so it can't be that hard to stay on schedule. No. Um, so now we have preview? Heather here. She's Ugh. coming in. I didn't She's care cool. for Heather the first time around. There's just not a whole lot there. She's just a string bean who loves Jesus. And now has been kissed. Indeed she, she has. Under the fireworks. With our man Colton. Ugh, not our man Colton. I would not like to be associated with Colton. Thank you very much. Fair enough. With a man named Colton. Oh, wow. Harsh. Not in a Colton. No. Not in a Heather. I weren't even impressed with his ability to jump fences to avoid there's just confrontation. Like, there's just nothing exciting. And maybe this is wrong. There's just nothing exciting enough about Heather for Matt. I don't know. She's it's a couple years later. She's older, wiser. Lives in LA now. Well, I mean that seemed like a given, but <laughs> I just think even Chris is like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I love Chris like as a security guard, like opening and closing the gate. That's that's what I imagine Chris Harrison doing in his off time. Well, and also, so first of all, she rolls up in a minivan, which I'm like, why is Heather in a minivan? Second of all. When truly was this? Because before she goes to see Matt, she has to quarantine and oh, test yeah. negative. So she, has she been here for weeks at this point? Has she been helping Farmer Ty on I, the side? I would hope so. And She's been quarantining with the challenge OGs. Yeah. And like, I just, I, I was dying when she rolled up in the minivan. I'm like, why is she here in a minivan? It, and this like white, boring minivan, which is metaphorical for who she is wow this is meaner than you were to victoria no i was really mean to victoria last week that's lest true. you forget last week's episode <laughs> where i was just pissed it's true um any front runner who are your front runners right now front runners and it's rachel and michelle right I yeah mean, I who's think... three and four <sighs> i think those have to be the top two it seems that way. And Bree's still there. Yeah. I feel like Abigail is, but um, Piper's coming on really strong. Yeah, Piper has a one-on-one next week. Chelsea's been lingering. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I want it to be Abigail, but she's been fading a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think... Serena P, maybe. No, I'm out on Serena P. You're out on Serena P. I would like to be friends with Serena P, but I am out on her as like a front runner mm. on this show. I just think it's so clearly Michelle and Rachel. 
Yes. At the front. Any bachelor bachelorette picks from you? Chelsea. Chelsea. I want Chelsea. All right. You heard it here first, kids. I think she's too good. I, don't I think, think I'm going to have to change my Serena C pick next week. I think I'm going to eat my words. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. America loves Katie, so I feel like I'm going to. Oh, I would love Katie, too. That would be fun. Abigail would be fun, too. It would be a very be different season with Abigail, but it would be interesting. Yeah. Um. All right, kids. Those are all of our thoughts. We're running out of time here <laughs> on our recording. Don't forget, Matt and the rest of you, email us at goodpeoplebadtv at gmail.com. All your thoughts, questions, concerns, who got the group impression rose, the group date rose because we forgot. Yeah. Any other facts that we missed? Any other facts? <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you next week. We're going to go watch the challenge. Oh, yeah. All work and no play around here. Yes. Bye.